Welcome to the outreach ministry of Bishop Victor Gill, Prophet of the Nation. Coming to you from the Caribbean paradise, the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. Join us right now for an experience that can change your life. Get ready for your miracle. Here is Bishop Victor Gill. Matthew 24, 1 through verse 8 says, Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to show him the building of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you see all these things? Assuredly I say to you, not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation. And kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrow. Today I want to share with you on the subject a new beginning. In the text, the disciples took pride in the temple and began speaking to Jesus and showing him the buildings of the temple. The temple was the heart and soul of the Jewish nation. It was their pride, their joy. It was the only building that was built with a blueprint from heaven. And there was the Shekinah presence of God and the fire that came from heaven since the time of Solomon. And so they were taking pride, especially in the architectural design and the glory of the temple. But Jesus' response to them brought a measure of surprise. Jesus said, do you see all of this? It will be totally destroyed. There will be not left one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. And that got their attention. Because to them, the total destruction of the temple would signal the end of the world. They said to him in Matthew chapter 21 verse 3 of the text, they said, tell us when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the world? When will these things happen? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the world? So they associated these things with the end of the world. But as negative as that would have appeared to them, at the same time, there was a positive side. They said, tell us, and what will be the sign of your coming? And that is good news because it speaks of a new beginning. 
When one age ends, the next one begins. The coming of the Lord is the beginning of a new age. My first point to you today is the Lord is coming. A new beginning is on the horizon. The coming of the Lord is one of the most emphasized doctrine in scripture. It's one of the most emphatic topics of the scripture. The coming of the Lord is not a fallacious story. It is a solid fact. It is the blessed hope of the church according to Titus 2 and verse 13. It is the glorious appearing that Israel will appreciate in the last days according to Titus 2 and verse 13. The coming of the Lord in the Bible is a motivation for holy living. First John chapter 3 and verse 3 says, Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself even as Christ is pure. Even as God is pure. If you really believe in your heart that Jesus is coming, you cannot live slack. You're going to live holy because you believe he's coming and he's coming for a holy church. He's coming with eyes of fire, penetrating eyes. He's coming without compromise. The coming of the Lord is the message in every communion service. The Bible says, for as often as you do this, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. So the coming of the Lord, I want you to understand is very important. And if you don't understand the centrality, if you don't understand the biblical emphasis of the coming of the Lord, I don't see how you can be a strong Christian. I don't see how you can be a solid Christian intellectually understanding the word of God. This is nothing to play with. This is something you need to understand. The Lord is coming. Tell somebody the Lord is coming. No, as the... As, as the coming of the Lord draws nearer, it will be the best of times and the worst of times. It will be the best of time because everywhere you turn, and this is for the believers, you will be seeing Bible prophecy being fulfilled before your eyes. Before the eyes of those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. At the same time, evil will be increasing. Maybe the best of times and the worst of times. A new beginning is coming. This new beginning, you must understand something from. The first beginning when the Bible says in Genesis 1 and verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Between verse 1 and 2 of Genesis chapter 1 is what theologian call, theologians call the gap theory. And they believe that probably there was a pre-Adamic race, a pre-Adamic uh, existence that Satan destroyed when he was cast down from heaven. Because the Bible said God created the heavens and the earth. But then it says, and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the earth. 
until God said, let there be light. And there was light. And so God brought again everything into order and he said, replenish the earth. So that's the gap theory. When you come down to this time, the time of the New Testament, in the time of the coming of, second coming of Jesus, for this new beginning, the earth is again without form and in darkness and chaos. But the light of his, the glory of his coming will change everything. So Malachi chapter 4 and verse 2 says, But you who fear my name, the son of righteousness, not the S-O-N, but the S-U-N. Anybody with me? Shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings? And so, at this present time, what we are experiencing is darkness upon the face of the deep. Chaos. Even the animal kingdom is groaning. Nature is out of spiral. The ecosystem is out of spiral. The morality of the world is out of spiral. But God will say, let there be light. And Jesus will come. In the time of Israel, when the glory of God left the temple, in the time of Eli, Ichabod, the Shekinah glory that was over the tabernacle, it left, it disappeared in the eastern sky. And never showed up until 3,000 years later. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2 and verse 8 and 9, and there were shepherds in the country abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flock. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. But that glory is yet to come in its fullness. To usher in a new beginning. Luke 21 and verse 27 says, Then they shall see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great glory. Oh Lord, somebody. When he comes, the Bible said the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Men will no longer learn war. The animals will change in their nature. Everything will change because of the glory of the Lord. The glory of his coming. Even the Antichrist will be destroyed. Satan will be destroyed. There will be a new beginning. The Bible even says that there will be a new heaven and a new earth and the earth will be purged with fire. The coming of the Lord means everything is about to change. Everything is about to change. Point number two. Before time gets better, it will get worse. 
Now our text begins with the disciples taking pride and showing Jesus the temple and all the buildings. But Jesus said to them, all these things that you are taking pride in are going to be totally destroyed. And I wonder how many things today we are taking pride in that are about to be destroyed. How many things the people upon the earth are trusting in, putting their confidence in, putting their hope in, putting their trust in that are about to be totally destroyed. Because as the glory comes closer, so will evil. It will be a collision of the worst of time and the best of time. And before the brightness hits, it will be the darkest period. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 27 and 28. It tells us in, in essence, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And this yet once more signified the removing of those things that are shaken as of the things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken might remain. Wherefore receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Listen to me. There's one thing that cannot be shaken and it's the kingdom of God and the Bible said the kingdom of God is within you. Let me tell you something. The only thing that cannot be shaken is the anointing that you have. Let me tell you something. There is an anointing. There is a power that God has given to his church and though the earth be removed, though the mountain shake with a swelling thereof, there is a river glory be to God there is a kingdom that cannot be shaken all the devils in hell cannot shake it and I don't care what your background is I don't care what your, where you came from I don't want to know how much money you have in your pocket do you have the Holy Ghost do you have a relationship with God are you walking with God are you loving Jesus or are you trusting in the things that are about to be destroyed Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. The education institution, the financial institution, every institution of this world will be shaken. So everything will be shaken. Are you there with me? In the light of the coming of the Lord, the world will enter into a time of intense darkness. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. Now this is not talking about natural darkness. This is talking about moral darkness, spiritual darkness, intellectual darkness. And the Bible said it will not just be darkness. It will be gross, gross Gross darkness. In other words, dark darkness. The blackness of, the blackest of darkness. What people's mind. This time that is coming up on the world, Jesus referred to as the time of 
labor pains, the beginning of sorrows, Matthew 24 verse 8 in our text. He said all these things are the beginning of sorrows. In the Greek, it literally means the beginning of labor pain. Now when a woman receives labor pains, once the pain comes on, you better rush her. Or make sure she's in the first, she's in the right place by the time of water bath bursts. Because when that pain starts, it's, it's a constant contraction. Right up to the birth of the baby. And what the Bible is saying, that we're going to enter into a period of contraction of evil, of pain, of suffering, of hardship. By the time you come out of one, you jump in the next. You overcome this. Somebody did you that. You, you, you overcome that. Somebody else does you something. This goes wrong. You finish that. Something else goes wrong. Listen to me. You got to look to Jesus in this hour. You got to look up. Glory be to God. Because we are entering into a time of birth pain. In other words, it will not become less intense. It will only get worse. The good news is, as it gets worse, it is leading to something. It's going to give birth to a baby and that baby is the coming of the son of God the only thing is that he's not coming as a baby this time he's coming as the conquering lion of the tribe of Judah robing a garment dipped in blood his eyes like a flame of fire his feet like burnt bronze a two-edged sword goes out of his mouth he's coming for war he's coming to put down rebellion he's going to call men from the dead and from life to stand before him and his throne going to be set up and it's going to be the final judgment today in our nation people don't understand what is happening seven gone down here another seven gone down there people burning tire for water Venezuelans coming over what is happening you think Rowley could fix all of that pray for the prime minister he is trying his best but it will take more than a man it will take more than an ordinary man to solve the problems of the earth these are the beginnings of sorrows let me tell you something it will only get darker as we get closer to the glorious appearing of the Lord. Now let me, let me tell you. We're going to experience what we are already experiencing. The antichrist system coming in place. The social credit system that they are using in China. If you, they give you a thousand points. And if you buy liquor, you might lose a hundred points. But if you buy pampers, they say he's a family man. So we'll give you some points for that. If you jaywalk you lose some points. If you criticize the government, you lose points. You could lose so much of points that you can't travel by plane. You could lose so much of points that you can't travel by train. You can lose so much of points that uh, you can't get a job. Your children can't get job. You're on the black list. So everybody now, they say, well, you know, it will be helpful for a perfect society. So everybody wants to get points. And China said they are bringing this perfect in full next year, 2020. America is using it through YouTube, Google, WhatsApp, Facebook. They are checking you out. They are checking what you like, what you say. Everything that you say and the things you say very often, it is going 
in, 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 in a system. So at a moment's notice, they can categorize you and know who you are. All these things are going in place. One will... Uh, one world financial system. When we came to the airport, Trinidad Tobago, how much money you have in here? Well, you say, well, we have so much and so much. What is the issue? They say, well, you're supposed to have a limited amount. And, and, and so all of that, then you will find out that you become so dependent on being online and being hooked up and seeing your friends and getting your daily news and your daily information that there'll come a time when if that system shuts down or if they put you out you will you will you, you will have withdrawal system you can't you can't function you have to make a calculated decision do I want to go along with this or not darkness is coming upon the face of the earth and uh, while I was on the plane between Dubai and New York I had a vision and in the vision I saw the Muslims saying to each other the Christians are now joining us then I went into another trance and I saw Christians high-ranking Christians bargaining with the Muslims to bring the church over to Islam The other day I had a vision and I saw the Pentecostal young people in love with the Pope. And he was promising them to put a diamond on a, on a school ring for them. And everybody loved Papa Francis. It's coming. God will do nothing except he shows it, shows it to his servant, the prophet. Thank God for the gifts of the spirit. The church is in a backslidden state. We love our comfort. We love things. And these things are coming. And they are on a campaign. To bring a one world religion and a one world government called globalism. No borders, world without borders. All these things are working now. But there's also religious darkness. You will think that because all these things are happening in the world, the church will be geared up and praying and worshiping and doing the business of God like never before. Anybody came for the word today? Well, let me give it to you right now. See, a lot of people want a lot of uh, excitement. Let me tell you something. What you need to get excited with? Get excited with the truth. Because if I show you what the Bible says is coming to pass, then that's a revelation because, look, the Bible said it. No, it's coming to pass. And that is what gets us excited because we want to know what is coming, not what we fabricated in our minds, not what we made. Preacher, tell me the truth. The last days of Israel before they went into disrepute and captivity replicas the last days of the church. God did it that way. You won't be fooled. And the Bible says, 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 11, now all these things happened to them for our example. And they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the age the end, of the, the end of the ages have come. The last days of Israel were dark and corrupt days. The nation was in a backslidden condition. So it will be in the last days of Israel. Don't let anybody fool you. It is written. It's I give a new script here. Everybody can come and say, I have a prophecy. Man of God, I have a prophecy. Tell me what the Bible says. Tell me that first and then prophesy. This is what the Bible says. Ezekiel chapter 8 verse 6 to 16. And he said to me, 
go in and see the wicked abomination which they are doing there. So I went in and saw, and there, every sort of creeping things, abominable beasts and all idols of the house of Israel portrayed all around the walls. And uh, there stood before them 70 men of the elders of the house of Israel, and in their midst, Jazaniah uh, and the son of Shaphan. Each man had a censer in his hand, and a thick cloud of incense went up. Then he said to me, son of man, have you seen what the elders of the house of Israel do in the dark? Every man in the room of his idol. For they say, the Lord does not see us. The Lord has forsaken the land. I'm giving you song doctrine. This was the end of Israel. This was written to show us what the end of the church will be so nobody could fool you. It, it will be a remnant who want to serve God. Now watch this. Paul, like Ezekiel, describes the last days of the church. This is not the world he's speaking to. This is what will be in the church. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 1 to 9. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. In the church, men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient appearance, unthankful. Watch this. Unholy unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal. This, watch this. The spices of those that are good. Be careful of being good now because you will lose friends. Traitors. My God. Traitors, 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 traitors. Traitors. Headstrong. Headstrong. Haughty. Mm. Lovers of pleasures rather than lovers of God. Mm. Having a form of godliness. Or denying the power thereof. The closing days of Israel, there was darkness and corruption. The revelation, listen to me, says, I want you to hear, is that so it will be in the last days of the church. So you will not be fooled. You will not be stupefied. You will not be doctrinally inept or confused. You don't know what to believe. If I could get you to understand this, then I've done my work. We'll have a stronger church. Because a lot of those pastors, it said 70 elders, they were worshiping the sun. Women weeping the towers and saying, that will be the last days of the church too. A preacher was preaching to me. And he's coming to preach. Don't rally in the valley, but he rallied in the valley. So that to him was a joke. He was bringing a woman that was his wife's best friend after the service, going and have sex with her and preaching. Don't rally in the valley. Samson and they make joke out of it. There's a bunch of preachers that make joke out of sin. They are foolish men. Sin is not a joke. God will kill you. I'm saying... So it will be in the last days of the church. And you need to have your head on if you want to go to heaven. People have a way of saying, well, you know, everybody's doing it. And if everybody's doing it, well, probably that's the way to go, my friend. That's how sin spreads. It is not right because everybody's doing it. If everybody's doing it, you still need to check out what the Bible says. 
We appreciate the time you spent with us today. If you need prayer right now, send us an email to info at victorgill.org or call now at 1-868-266-1830 and we will pray for you to get your miracle. You can partner with Bishop Gill to bring healing to the nations by donating any amount at www.victorgill.org. Thank you. From our family to you, God bless you richly.